side So she stays alive Picking your brain While she goes insane It's Annie's Questions Welcome back Welcome Welcome back to Yet another episode of Annie Asks. How I am turning out this much content, I do not know. As me and my next guest discussed today, it is not about quality, but about quantity. <laughs> um, hi, mom, if you're listening. My mom has discovered this podcast, even though I did not share it with her. She said it was pretty good, but needed to work on the sound quality. She actually didn't say it was pretty good. She just said it was good. So that's pretty promising, right? (laughs) Thanks, Mom. Today's guest is another great friend of mine. Her name is Leandra Jun. She's from Canada. And we're going to talk about board games today. Oh, hi. Hey, hi, hello. Thanks for coming on our show today. Thanks for having me. Um, So today, uh, we're going to talk about board games as they're really fun. (laughs) Um, For those of you who don't know, Lee started a board game game at our school in Oregon. So she is the leading expert about games of all sorts of media. You play board games and you play video games. So talk about everything. Um, Right now we have 68 members. So all we need is one more. (laughs) (laughs) So you can join at Board Game Gain on Facebook. (laughs) It's Oregon-based, but, um, you know, you can find a board gamer out there somewhere for you. That's true. Um, Okay, well, let's just jump into it. Um, We'll start off with just some easy, basic things, but what what is your favorite board game? What are you playing right now? Um, So right now, I'm in Florida, really far away from my normal board game collection. Um, I have about, like, 20-ish board games, give or take a few. Um, And right now, I didn't pack very many with me, which makes me really sad during this quarantine. But we play a lot of Settlers of Catan because that seems to be the fan favorite. It's Mm -hmm. a gateway board game, um, well-known to lots of people. So that one's a pretty easy one to convince other people to play with. My favorite board game... I think is Seven Wonders. Um, I played a lot of that a couple weeks ago. And it's kind of like Settlers. So there's like kind of a a market trade aspect, but you can also gain points through like military or like um, building different monuments and things like that. So you can have up to seven players. So it's a really good time. Is that considered a Euro game? Do you know what a Euro game is? I'm not really sure what that is, but I always see it whenever I go to the board game store and they have an entire section called like Euro game. (laughs) I've heard that term tossed around, but I don't really identify with them. 
<laughs> okay, I see. Okay, I just Googled Euro game. According to Wikipedia, a Euro game is a class of tabletop games that generally has indirect player interaction and abstract physical components. That is different than American-style games, which involve more luck, conflict, and drama. Um, so overall, it's n- not very clear. Do you have, like, a genre of board game that you like the best? Like, co-op or those kind of more strategic ones? Or the ones where you have to do a lot of mind games and then you have to figure out, like, who's the bad guy and you have to lie about your oh. role and stuff like that? Yeah, those are pretty fun. Like Avalon, The Resistance, that's a pretty fun game. Um, or like One Night Mystery, where, or what is it called? One Night Werewolf or something like oh, that. Oh, that werewolf one, yeah. Yeah, those are super fun. Uh, or code names because you get to play with people and their personalities really come out. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's pretty cool to play with people that you know really well and see how they play or people you don't know at all. Yeah, I get really stressed out at those mind game games because I always end up being the bad guy for some reason and then I have to lie about it, but I'm just very bad and not convincing in any way and then I just end up crying usually because (laughs) I'm easily identified as the bad person. (laughs) That's the giveaway. Once Annie sheds one tear, you know. Oh, actually, my favorite game of that type is called Saboteur. Um, so you either get to be a good miner or an evil miner, and you're all trying to get to these mystery pieces of gold, um, but you don't identify yourself at first. So you're all going towards the same goal, and then people's really ugly sides come out after. Mm, um, yeah. Those games are really fun, but I think generally you need at least like six players. So it really depends how many friends you have at the time. <laughs> What are the best games to play if it's just, like, you and someone else versus, like, a small, like, four people versus, like, a big party game? Um, yeah, so, like, a two-player game. I think Pandemic is really fun and fitting for these times. It's a co-op game, so you're all trying to beat the virus together. Um Settlers of Catan, uh, we tried playing that one two-player recently just because of what we had and uh, because of quarantine, you know. It's really hard to play only two players with that one, but um, you can actually play with a lot of modifications. So um, maybe we were just getting really bored, but we just played a version where we made seven desert hexes. And um, we tried to make our own rules. So... It didn't really work. It made it so, like, one person would have 10 points and the other person would have three. Oh. What? So, it actually, during this quarantine, I realized how freaking hard it is to design a board game and get that right balance. I was Um, just going to say, I'm always impressed by how many board games there are out there because I feel like, I, I feel like I had multiple projects in school where you had to like design a board game and it was just so hard to make up something that's not just like going around the board and rolling a dice <laughs> or doing something that's already been made. So I'm always very impressed that new games are constantly coming out. Yeah. And they're just are genius. Yeah. Like some of the game design is so intricate. Like I have one game um, called Space Alert and 
it comes with a CD. So if you can find a CD player, you put that in and then it has like a soundtrack and then it, it kind of instructs everyone together. So that one I think is also a co-op game. But yeah, there's always just like so many creative things that board games can unlock. Yeah, me and Sean bought one, I forget what it's called, but it's basically like a dating game and you like make your own story narrative about a date and it's just like so unlike anything I've ever played before, but yeah, they were always coming out with brand new things. Is it called like Love Letter or something? It's called Fog of Love. Ooh, I like it. Is it- um, but yeah, it's it's like a story building game almost. And then and then at the end you see if your guys' relationship makes it or if you break up. Oh my gosh. Going back to Catan, controversial opinion, but mm-hmm. I honestly don't know why that game is as popular as it is. I think it's slightly not that it's boring, but I just think there are so many other better ones out there that are just as easy to play if not easier I agree it's a total gateway game and like I do like it and by now I'm actually pretty good at it but Mm. I will share some tips and tricks so anyone can be good at it but wow (laughs) yeah I think it's like the right amount of rules where you can get friends that don't really like to board game to sit still for like seven minutes while you explain the rules because some yeah. games are, like, I don't like playing games that are super, super wordy or anything. But if you can have a friend that knows the rules quite well, it's pretty easy to pick up. The most infuriating thing about learning a new game is the person who is reading the rules. Because if they are doing a bad job, no matter how fun the game seems, I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, um, you have to have good listeners. So yeah. yeah, I really like playing with my friend Trish, who really got me into board games, and she's an elementary school teacher, so she always tells the rules perfectly, and I love it. Oh, that's good. That's very important. Yeah, yeah. that's so important. You no, know, Trish Phillips, previously. <laughs> Shouts to Trish. Yeah. You no. <laughs> are the reason why this episode is existing. Truly. Um. But yeah, no, Catan is good. It's like almost like Monopoly has enough randomness and luck, but a little bit more thinking and just a couple different ways to strategize. So I think um, to unlock Catan, to be really good at it, I never really bother with building the longest road. I think that when you go for that, you are you end up just going neck and neck with one other person who's trying to build a long road as well. Mm. And you have so many demands on just getting, like, wood or brick. Uh, that's also controversial. People who call it lumber or, or wood, it's wood. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's hard to depend on that. Like, you'll start to make a lot of stupid decisions based on your need for those two resources. Um I also tend to build a lot of cities, as many as I can. So when I place my initial settlements, I make sure that I'm getting a lot of um, wheat and a lot of ore. Mm -hmm. And I think the last tip I have, even though nobody asked, um, is to kind of diversify your numbers a little bit. Because even when you're rolling 
you might think that eight is going to be the most common. And I always advocate for eight because it's my favorite number. You know, fours might be hot that time. So just go get a couple different numbers. Don't get like two eights and then a six because the more frequently you get your resources, the better and the lower chances you'll have of being robbed. Wow, some some hot tips from the expert. How many how much percent of the time are you winning Catan? Um I'd say 90% maybe. Wow. Yeah. So if we have any Catan players out there, you have a new challenger, so Oh, and you can play online. So in case you're quarantining, you can play online Catan with your friends. Um, I think you can also play Ticket to Ride online, so. You know I love Ticket to Ride. I think Ticket to Ride is another good gateway introductory game. It's very simple. It's fun. It's easy. doesn't take much brain power. And you learn, um, if you get the Europe version, which is the best, you learn the geography of Europe in the 1800s. So so educational. So let's take an advertisement break now. Um, so today's ad is sponsored by no one because no one pays me <laughs> to do this. I'm just going to offer some free advertisement, some free promotion on things I really enjoy. Um... This episode is not sponsored monetarily by Amazon Kindle, Big Bezos, Big Amazon. We love to hate them, but we cannot argue that their Kindle is not an amazing product. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but the Kindle is great. Um, Well worth the money. I it has gotten me a lot through this quarantine time because you can rent ebooks from your local library which also shout out to local libraries you, everyone should donate to their local library because they're amazing. <laughs> but anyways, um you can rent a whole bunch of ebooks and can read whatever you want. Um you can also subscribe to Kindle Unlimited which is Wow, this is a real ad. $10 a month. <laughs> and there's you can basically get like pretty much any ebook on Amazon. So, anyways, Kindles, highly recommend. If you do not have a Kindle, you can still read ebooks on your tablet, um, on your computer, on your phone, even through your library. You don't need any special app or anything. So, um, and a library card is free. So, I guess I'm promoting more libraries than Kindle. Back to the show. Okay. We can end. Also, your mic is a little echoey, mm. but it's probably fine. This podcast isn't about quality anyway. <laughs> it's quantity, one every day. It's it's mostly about quantity than quality, honestly. Um, all right. Well, we're back from the break. We're here talking with Lee about board games um, and just gaming in general. Lots of people, I'm sure, are playing games during this quarantine time. I see a lot of people doing some puzzles, which is great, but board games are another good option. Um, What game or games did you play the most growing up? 
Um, let's see. Well, growing up, I remember the classics like Candyland. Um, I played the Pokemon Master Trainer game. Oh, that's a board game? Yeah. Like a card game? Oh. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> had pogs, like a pog aspect to it. And it was actually a really good game now that I think about it. I hope my dad didn't throw it away. Uh, other games that I played in general, like my grandpa taught me how to play cards like cribbage and poker. So mm-hmm. that just got me interested in like winning. <laughs> <laughs> winning and gambling. Yeah, but we're not going to talk about that today. Actually, I do want to insert a plug here to join my cribbage tournament. Um, oh, yes. And we'll get a round robin of cribbage going Um you can play online and just FaceTime your opponent, and it'll be really fun. Is cribbage considered a board game? There's a board involved. It's true. But I would say, like, those types of games like cribbage and chess, those are, like, classics. The board mm. games that I mean are, like, these new culture, like, thought-up games that have a lot of different components and rules but they're games nonetheless do you have like a very specific board game memory I think my I have this very vivid memory of playing Monopoly when I was younger and I kept landing on my sister's hotel like multiple turns in a row and common theme of me in board games where I cry but I started crying because I was so in debt (laughs) and I had to like mortgage all of my properties and that was a real that was a real life lesson when you're like eight years old um but wow I still think about that often so I do remember a tear or two being shed during Monopoly Um, yeah so then I guess I vowed not to play Monopoly I played all the Scrabble Scrabble's a good one I do like word games um Bananagrams is a good one currently, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of different variations you can play with that game, so um, it's not just like a Scrabble game. And another memory I have, I guess, back to Trisha Rideout, she's the one who kind of showed me these games, so we would play games with her older brother and his friends, and we would go to this coffee shop that was like open all night. And I remember we would play until actually four in the morning. Until- Aw, that's fun. So fun. <laughs> what were you guys playing? Just a bunch of different things? Yeah. he. So he um, lived in China for a little bit. So he would, like, bring these copies of the games, but with, like, Chinese rules as well. So <laughs> I have a game that has only Chinese rules, but it's, like, an American game. You can just Google the um, the rules. But... He always did games, and they were so fun. I think we played Seven Wonders before and um, Carcassonne, which is a game that me and Annie like to play. Mm-hmm. That's a great two-player game, actually. Yeah, that is a good two-player game. I also think that's a super easy one to learn, and anyone can learn it, and it's very fun. Yeah, you don't really need to sit down with the rules too much. What, like, three board games do you think everyone should play within – not their lifetime within I don't know I guess within their lifetime mm, top three top three um okay top three yeah I challenge everyone to play ticket to ride because you can play that one online right now 
Um, another good one, I really like um, playing Pandemic. I think that one is just really unique and well thought out. And you get different roles, so it's different every time. Um, and you kind of get to work together, so that one's really great if you don't want to explain the rules all at once to people because you can kind of play as you go. And you can play a bunch of different um, difficulties, so depending on what kind of challenge you want, you can make it harder for yourself. Yeah, I think the One Night Werewolf game is pretty fun, and that's similar to like a game that people probably play at camp, um, like Mafia, where mm -hmm. um, everyone gets a different role, and you kind of have to suss out the way that people are responding to things as a group. So that can be really easy to play with multiple people. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah. And to play with strangers too. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Is there a board game that you like refuse to play or are you just very much not like playing? Mm, I think I never really got into playing Dominion, even though I know that game is really popular. Um, it's kind of a deck building game, but you don't have to like collect cards or anything, but you make a lot of rules and I just, I own that game actually, and I just haven't got that much play out of it. No, I think mine would be Blockus, which I actually used to play a lot with my family, but it, for some reason, it's just one of those games that like really stresses me out. <laughs> I'm not really sure why, because all you're doing is connecting some blocks together, but there's just so much like, I think it's because it's one of the games where not a lot happens in the beginning. And then you suddenly like so much is happening and you have to keep track of what you're doing and block other people, but also try and advance. And it's, it's just gets very stressful for me. So now I refuse to play Blockus. Right. That seems like the opposite of Tetris. So I can totally understand why you wouldn't want to play that. And <laughs> everyone should just play Tetris instead. Um, well, Lee, I think that's all the time that we have today. So thank you so much for chatting about board games. Well, thanks for having me. And if anyone wants to join my cribbage tournament, um, please do. Um, or play online board games with me. We should play. Bye. Okay. Bye, Bye. everyone. Thanks again to Lee for joining me today. I hope that you are all inspired to play some board games now. Um, if you don't like board games, I hope this inspires you to at least try a couple different ones because there's a lot out there and I'm sure you can find something that you like. If you'd like to be on this podcast, as always, give me a shout. I'm always looking for new guests, especially since this seems to be a daily thing now and I only know a handful of people, so let me know. And I hope you all have a great quarantine day. Bye. Guess you want to be my podcast? Guess. Guess. You're supposed to meow. <laughs>